Yep. <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. Okay, guys. So I'll do like a brief intro. Uh, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast. Uh, here with my co-host, uh, David Farrell. And David, it has been really, really hard. Um, well, well, I say hard, but trying to get you to, uh, to, to co-host <laughs> with me is like, like gold dust. Because our schedules are very, very different. Really, really different. Yeah. Yeah, because I usually start early in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, early in yeah. the AM, so it could be three, four. But I'm on some evenings this week, so it's easier. Like tomorrow, I'm not until two, so... That's why I say stay off because usually I'm in bed by about nine o'clock if I'm in at four a.m. So it's no. hard, but and then you're the evening is you're opposite to me. Yeah, I mean, in my case, I I'm a bit lucky. Um, I your mind's in the evenings in the late afternoon, so I can at the very least I can I can be sure of getting a good night's rest, and I don't have to worry about getting up so early. So, um, for me, I've been saying. I was, as try as well as trying to get you to do the podcast, um, I know that uh, mine. I can also make some more sacrifices because now you've got a lot yeah. more going at your end. Uh, no, it is what it is. I I enjoyed it last time, so I wanted to get it done. And obviously, whatever happened last night with the phone, the audio, we're here now, though. Um, UFC Vegas thirty two that's coming up. Um. Yeah, I got. I got to stop saying um, I'm, I'm all the time. It just come become a bad habit. But TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Now I will hold my hands up. Um, who do I think is going to win? I mean, Corey Sanhagen, the Sandman. How he knocked out Frankie Edgar uh, back in February. Uh, just crazy. Within the first thirty seconds of the match, just with that flying knee, it was crazy. Um, yeah, it was. It was unreal knockout. What really gets me about this uh, co-main event is that, okay, um, he served his time, DJ Dillashaw. TJ uh, Dillashaw, since 2019, he's had that suspension, that ban. Okay, he served his time now, but um, I've heard some mixed martial arts fighters think, um, they if it's their opinion that um, if you've been caught once, you should receive a lifetime ban. And I can understand the logic behind that because for every single match rule you've been fighting or participating participating in every competition, um, you know, were you on steroids or were you not? Because that asterisk, as they say, they should have next to your name until you retire from the sport. You know, it kind of hang, there's going to be like a big question mark above your head all the time. People are going to know you for that. Yeah, especially Cody Garbrandt said something that he'd been using it for years. And that he was showing how uh, Team Alpha Male, how to use it and get away with it. But everyone thought it was just trash talk at the time, but obviously it wasn't. Will it hang? He has done it for two years. I particularly don't like him. Um, there's just something about him I don't like. But he served his time. That's just mm. the way it is. So Why don't you like him? I don't know. There's just something about him. Really? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I... I... If if you, someone said to me that Conor McGregor you don't like, I can understand why. Um, who else can I who else can I mention? Um, Michael Beast. I mean, those who tend to be very big mouths and they tend to talk a lot. I can understand why people will say they don't like them. But um, TJ Dillashaw, he, even the way he looks, he looks quite innocent and and timid. Yeah, I think it was yeah. his reaction against Cody when he started screaming in his face. At the end of the fight, when he bet him, um, I don't know. There's just something about him. I think, I think Connor was right in the tough season. I think he is a snake. He knew what really? he was doing. He, yeah, I don't know. There's just sometimes you just don't like people, and you don't really have a reason. I don't know why. It's, it's a weird one, but I just don't like him. But he is unbelievable, and has been. But is like you said, is that now down to, um. Uh, performance enhancers, the EPO was was that because when he fought Henan Barrow, he was the biggest. He, I think, it still is the biggest underdog ever in a title fight, and he won. And then he bet him again, um, and then he just went on a run. And I think he bet Dominic Cruz. Well, he didn't beat him, but I thought he bet him in the fight. He lost the decision. Mm-hmm. 
And Cejudo, yeah. I think, could have been stopped a little bit early, maybe. But you see, it was the Cejudo fight that really, I think, it was after that fight that he got caught out. So, I mean, for every match between, um, from Cejudo then back uh, to, if you work your way backwards, I mean, you know, when it comes back to the steroids thing, um, you know, I do wonder, was he on steroids then? Or was, he, or was he not on steroids? Because, I mean, you only have to be caught once and that just tarnishes your whole image and your whole your reputation. Yeah, it does. And it probably will do. Like you said, people want lifetime ban. I think lifetime is excessive. Two years is a long time out of sport. But the thing oh, is, well. it's... And I, I hear that, but mixed martial arts, combat sports, I mean, it's different to any other contact sport. I mean, sports, I mean, boxing, um, uh, any other you know, sorts of martial arts sports that comes under the umbrella of, you know, we unfortunately have to um, omit or, you know, physical harm to your opponent to win the competition. Um, you know, you can, you can potentially kill your opponent if you're taken. Yes. If, if you're on steroids, yeah, that is true. But at the end of the day, we're not a governing body and I don't think it's ever going to go. I think that they're always going to try and find loopholes. I don't like it, but I wouldn't be an expert on it. But like you said, he could seriously hurt someone. So I don't, I don't like it. But we, there's nothing we can do, really. That's that's your saddest job. No, no, I get it. Uh, I get that. But then on the flip side, I do hear that there are some steroids that they do. And this, I may sound weird or stupid for saying this, but there are some steroids that these athletes have to take because um, it helps, it improves their recovery time. Um, it helps them be, be more enduring during the fight and their cardio. Um, because, you know, when you're, when they're preparing for the for a fight, well, I think one of the biggest or one of the hardest things they have to overcome is making weight. Uh, they have to uh, lose, I mean, if they're going to lose weight to come down to a certain weight class, certain range, they have to, I think, change their diet completely, you know, lose a lot of calories. Uh, they've seen the sauna for laughing long periods of time each day or each week but there's lots of even excessive severe things they have to do to just make weight in order to compete yeah they do but when they're taking supplements or whatever they need to take i think they need to be responsible for what they're taking and see what's in it um obviously you've had loads of cases where when people have got caught or popped or whatever that the actual substance wasn't listed on the on on the item, I think Yolo Romero was the one. He won 26 million, but he'll never see that money um, because he got popped and it wasn't on it. And when they tested it, it was there. So like, I know you have to do these things, but I think that's what the problem with weight classes though as well, or cutting weight. People cut so much weight and it's so much pressure on the body that they do need these things to recover. Yeah, but yeah. No, they need to... I've seen it you know, at the weigh-ins, um, you know, just sorry to interrupt you, but at, at the weigh-ins, no. Excuse me. When they're standing on the scale, there, I think uh, there was one particular female athlete. Uh, not recently, not too recently or too long ago, she was at the weigh-in. I can't remember her name or even the UFC event, but she was standing on the scale. And the thing is, that once or twice, she actually fainted, collapsed, she just couldn't yeah, stand up. They, you know, so. And they called off after the fight. I do remember that. Mm. See, it's dangerous. It's dangerous cutting, cutting that much weight. Um, I think one championship does it whatever you kind of walk around that that they don't deviate too far from that and there's no way cutting it's, it's, uh, yes I mean I think that being said with the with the um, severe weight cuts and uh, of course they have to do it in such a short space of time period of time could I say there could be an argument made for steroids I mean, that sounds so ludicrous. No, it could be. It depends on, on, on what they are, I suppose. But obviously, with USADA, they're going to be cracked. Like, they're onto everything. So, mm-hmm. there could be. Maybe they should stop the weight cutting then and maybe have fighters fight at their own weight. But then again, if you do that, you look at Conor McGregor, he'd never have that run he had at 145. And you look at other fighters, they wouldn't have had the runs they had if they weren't cutting the weight, so. Do you think Conor McGregor, sorry, we got, I got stop speaking over you. Do you think, do you think Conor McGregor ever used steroids? Uh, 
I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Now, that could be, for me, just thinking myself, that could be a silly question because from what I can see, I mean, I've done some research on this, just looked into it a little bit, and the use of steroids within mixed martial arts, in fact, throughout the whole sporting industry, community, community as a whole, it's rampant. Everyone's using it. The only thing is just make sure you're smart with it and make sure that you use it at a specific time. So when you're going to be tested by the commission or whoever you or whoever which authority, wherever you are in the world, by the time you're tested, all traces of the steroid that you use is completely flushed out of your system from your hair, bloodstreams, and veins, wherever. Yeah, true, but they do random tests during fight camps as well. That's so you could get caught that way. So I don't, I'd, I'd say the majority of them aren't on it or they found ways of getting yes, around it. it. Because I think when TJ was actually caught, the EPO wasn't something that was was tested for all the time. And I think they just got him on that test. I think I can't you can't I can't say that's hundred percent true, but I think it's something that they didn't test for all the time. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, so these two guys who I'm gonna be honest, I've seen Corey um, Corey Sanhagen, the Sandman fight. Well, kind of. <laughs> He can uh, deliver a good knockout out of nowhere. We saw that in February against uh, Frankie um, Edgar. Uh, TJ Dillashaw, I'm going to hold my hands up. I just such in a rush to, to set this whole thing up. Um, I haven't, but I haven't really seen any of his past fights, um, probably just to kind of gauge what he's like in the cage. Um, I know Chris and Hagen's very, you know, very agile and light on his feet. Who I could see with that so flying knee. Yeah, so is TJ though. TJ is a beast. TJ is really good, really accurate. With uh, Muay Thai, he's, he's very, very good. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's a hard one. I think someone's getting knocked out though. Hmm. Okay. I just don't know who. I want to say Corey though. You think Corey's going to win? I think so. But... How I think a knockout because the two of them are good. But TJ go kind of looks because looking at them just the size, um, they're really should going by things such as their stand up and their ground game and stuff like that. Um, TJ kind of like has is a bit let's say more a bit more muscular than uh Corey and Hagen. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen him recently, but he 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 is so. Obviously, without the steroids, I wonder how he's going to look coming into this fight. Okay. Um, God. For me, if I can make one prediction, who will I go? I'll, I'm going to go with Chris and Hagen. Me too. And I think yeah. it might be a knockout. Mm. <laughs> Another flying knee. You never, you never know that. these things. But, you know, I've made some fight predictions before in the past. And just, I'll be shocked at some of the results. I'm going to look at the highlights, just look at the news coming or the results coming in the following morning. And to just be shocked that actually, no, the fight went completely the other way. I had no idea that uh, this person, I think that this person should be, I mean, looking at the Overeem versus Volkov fight that happened, is it uh, back in January or March? Um, I thought that Overeem would win, despite this the significant age difference. But um, uh no, Volkov actually won because Ovrim kind of like he looks like he has a bit more muscle, so he can pack in a, good, a really strong punch, so he can deliver a really strong knockout. But he couldn't even recover in that fight in time to just reassert himself and just continue fighting. You know? Yes, predictions. Predictions are fifty-fifty most. Like it's very rare that you can get all predictions right. Mm, yeah, yeah. Except for me last week when I predicted all the fights. For once, but not the finishes. Really? That's the tweet I sent you. No, you, no, you did. No, no, you did. You did. Please um, but, forgive me. You say it, you did, yeah, and you, you're right. You backed up your, your evidence. You're right. Yes, I didn't even go back and look at all those fights. But no, it um, was, uh, I didn't get the the method right, like the decision or whatever. It was the. It was more so the just the winner, the outcome. I got right and I didn't put a bet on it and I should have yeah 
the UFC Vegas 31. Um, the co-main event, not the main, even though main event, which was Tiago Moises. Yes. Versus um. Yes, yes, of course. What is it about people from that part of the world, Dagestan, that the way they fight just on the ground, they are so good? We start with Khabib, Islam, they're just monsters, they're beasts on the ground. I mean, once they get you on the ground, that's it, you're in trouble. Yeah, they're hard to get off. They're really hard to get off. Um, I don't know. It just must be from that part of the, that part of the world that they're just... It's just a different strength, like farmer strength or something. It's just a different strength that he, once they get you down, you can't get them off. Yeah. And he's 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 good on the feet as well. It was a good performance. It was dominant, but it wasn't like he wasn't absolutely. It was one sided, but it wasn't a complete beat. And if you get me, but it was it was good. I think we I need thought... to see Islam. Sorry, go ahead. No, go finish, finish, finish. I think he needs to get higher ranked opponents to see what he's really like. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. I mean, looking at that fight in the first round, I thought he would, he would finish the fight in the first round uh, because he had he had his opponent on the floor. Um, at one point, it looks like maybe he might get, get him to just submit, but that didn't happen. I think it looks like just want to take him apart piece by piece, round by round, and finally in the fifth round, he got that submission. Yeah, um, I think it was the fourth round, was it? Or was it the fifth? Uh, it was, no, it was five like, rounds, but I think he finished in the fourth round. On oh, fourth, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just warmed down. You could see, I think, after the third round, uh, Thiago looked defeated, going back to his corner. I think Michael Bisping said it. Uh, he just looked like, because he's good on the ground and he was getting beaten there. So, like, if you're getting beaten on where you're an expert, what do you do? <laughs> like, so Daddy. it was a good win. It was a good win. He needs a higher-ranked opponent. But I think he, people were avoiding him for a long time. People didn't want to fight him because he was unranked and he was just steamrolling people. But his level of, of opponent wasn't that high. But until you're ranked, you're not going to get those fights anyways. But, but now he's got the big hype behind him. So I think he will. I think he got moved up to number five in the rankings, actually. I think if it makes any difference or if it counts for anything, I think, you know, he is from the same team as Khabib, a.k.a. the a.k.a. team in San Jose, in California. And I think him and Khabib are cousins, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Khabib's actually his head trainer, so I just need to check him. Um, him and Khabib, Khabib was his trainer, Khabib was in his corner. Khabib's head is a coach for a lot of them now in a.k.a. since he's uh, retired. Of course. Yeah, definitely he's going to be coaching a lot of people. <laughs> 29 and yeah. oh, of course. Definitely. It'd be stupid not to get, it'd be stupid not to have, have, have him as your coach if, if you can have him as your coach. Ah. What's happened? Ah. Are you all right? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. What happened? Yeah. Oh, it's just someone woke up here. I walked off. I think. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was good fun. Just, it, I was just uh, kind of recording just testament to how good those guys are. Um, just, I mean, not just coming from AKA, but that corner of the world, Dagestan, Russia. Um, yeah, they're really good fighters. They're really good on the ground. So, you know, they're really, really good wrestlers. Their ground game is, um, you can't compete with that. Really good. Yeah. No, they are. Once they get you down, because even people said about Khabib, if he was, he was fighting or he was training with like light heavyweights and they struggled to keep, to get back up once he got them down. So, it's just, it's like a different strength. It's like they're superhuman or something. They just, so we'll have to see how it pans out for him. I don't know who I'd like to see him fight next, though. He wants to fight Tony. Tony Ferguson. Yes. Tony Ferguson, though, 
okay, fine. Well, kind of, um, you kind of made me go to kind of branch off to sidetrack slightly now, but um, I think that guy they said, well, after his most recent loss, I think because of his age and a, th- a few other issues on mental health problems and so on, but I think him being the uh, just having a title fight, him being champion of his weight of of his particular weight division, it's just not going to be possible now. No, I think Islam wants to do it because everyone can talk. Tony was the guy who would beat Khabib, and because he's like a prototype of Khabib, I think he wants to show the world that Tony wasn't going to beat Khabib. I think that's the idea behind it. Now I'm brushing. Now I'm brought, now, now you've given me another thing to think about. Uh, yes, because uh, Tony Ferguson has always wanted to fight Khabib, um, but if he does fight Islam. Um, and Islam wins, will will that entice Khabib to come back to the sport just for one more fight, just for one last round to bring 29-0 to 30-0? What, if Tony beats Islam? Yeah. No, no, if is if Islam beats Tony... No, I don't think... No, if Tony... Sorry, no. The way you said it before was the right way. If Tony beats Islam... Because if Tony beats Islam, will it entice Khabib to come back to the sport? Possibly, but I don't think so. I think he's done. I think he made a promise to his mother. I think he'll stand by that promise. But he could. He could if Tony beats him. But I I can't see Tony beating him. Not not after, like, he's changed after Justin Benton. He's changed, Mm -hmm. like... So yeah. I think that fight was a fight that should have happened a couple of years ago, but obviously it was cancelled five times. Five times it was cancelled. So okay, I should, have looked, I should have looked into this, uh, but uh, I had no idea that... See, you've got more knowledge about this than I do. <laughs> but um, it was cancelled five times. Why? Um, Khabib got injured the first time. Tony the second time Khabib had a bad weight cut I can't remember what the other one was and then COVID was the last one when he fought AG. okay okay, okay. so okay, it was either one or the other was injured or Khabib had a bad weight cut so it was it was the fight everyone wanted for years and years and it got called off five times great so if they were booked to do it again it probably wouldn't even happen <laughs> with the luck they have would we even want to see that fight? Would fight fans want to see that fight? I wouldn't. I think it could be the small one. I think it. And I like Tony as a fighter and as a person. Like I, I like his personality. I like him as a fighter. I, I think he'd get destroyed. But you never know. But I really think it could be. It'd just be one-sided. I think it'd be a Marlon. Because we know already what potentially would happen in that fight we would we would think actually it's pointless seeing that fight yeah I, I think it would be all could be I think it would be pointless I think I, I'm just trying to picture mentally in my mind I think you're right and looking at Tony Ferguson just what he's like at the moment no no it probably would not be a good bet for the UFC and probably just wouldn't sell pay-per-views. No, I don't I don't think it'd be competitive. Khabib would sell the pay-per-views, I'd say, which is his name value, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and people would buy it because they want to see that fight, but it's not going to be the fight that it would have been four, three, four, five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's not the same guy after that Justin Gacy fight. He's just, like, he... Like, after getting a beating like that, it's, it's tough to come back. Mm. Oh. Wow. Now, there's a few fights I should think we should have covered. You see, got there's so much to come to talk about. Yeah. I was going to talk about maybe the Misha Tate fight versus Marion Renault. Did it interest you? Um. It didn't really up until the night of the fight. 
it didn't really. I just want to see how she'd return. And obviously, she won. I thought it was going to go to the decision, but she stopped it. Um, so, is she going to beat Amanda Nunes, though? I don't think so. Amanda Nunes, I've seen her fights. God, I can't remember. Uh, the fights that I've seen of her, especially when she fought, is it back in 2018 when she fought um, Cyborg, Chris Cyborg? That fight, yeah. it was crazy. Just went it was in over there, less just, than a minute, I think. Yeah. It was, just had her on the ground, just just knocking her, <laughs> her fist off. Like, God, it was crazy. He, like Cyborg was considered the best women's fighter for years, years and years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, people thought Ronda was, but they, they would never cross paths because they're in different promotions. But Amanda Nunes, like, lit her up. Like, and if you look at Amanda Nunes' fights, she, it, they're all so one-sided. I don't think she'd be beaten for a while. She's so domineering in the cage. Really, don't, really, really domineering. Yeah. Yeah, she is. So I don't, I don't know what the plan for me, Misha Tate is. Is it a couple more paydays? Does she want to go for the title again? It's hard to tell. So it kind of pushes me to UFC 264. The um, basically what it's not a title fight with Poirier and McGregor. It's more of a money fight because I'm sure after whoever wins the the fourth round, now the person who loses will still want to fight again with the same person. Yeah, because then they want to have one over the other one. Um, but I think Dustin's going to go and fight in December. I think he's going to fight Charles. For the title, he's gonna fight Charles, or there's talk of him also fighting um, Nate Diaz. I've seen that he said at one eighty five. That's another big. Diaz. That's another big money fight. It is, but that weight class, I don't know if that makes like they've never fought at that weight class. Diaz has fought at one seventy, but I don't know why he said one eighty five. It would be they were supposed to fight, and I think something happened to Dustin. And then they got pissed off because during the press conference they had a promo for McGregor Khabib, and that pissed that pissed the Diaz off. And then I think it was Dustin being injured, and then he they couldn't go to the fight. That would be a big money fight, especially now. I mean, Dustin has stronger name power now. I mean, now that he's been involved with McGregor at least three times now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It would earn him whether he wins or even loses. It would earn him a lot of money because the pay per view bias would be still be really high. Yes, they would be. Um, mm. So it, it would be if he wants the money. That's what what he wants to go for. But I think he wants that belt. Does he? No, I, I hear I hear the what you're saying about the belt. I mean, um, before UFC or not after UFC two fifty seven when he won against McGregor. I think uh, Oliveira actually is it. How did it happen? I think Oliver sent him a DM on, on Instagram or was it Twitter, but contacted him anyway somehow and asked him or mentioned about the um, title bout, bout fight and uh, Poirier didn't reply. He actually wants to have um, a fight with McGregor. Uh, which he wanted course, a trilogy. Yeah, so I think what the reason why I say that I'm not kind of dismissing the Oliver fight at, at all, it's just I know that's still on the cards, still on the table. But what I'm saying is that at the moment now, I think he's making, Poirier is making a smart business decision, but by just making sure that he, at least he's using, he's, take, he's using this situation, capitalising on it, just to make sure that he can, he can earn as much money as possible. Yeah, he's you know? using, yeah, he is using it to make, because that's obviously two fights with McGregor, his name power is going to be the highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And then you go in with Nate, who also got the rub off Connor, and, and got everything. So if the two of them come together, it would be big. It would be. It would actually be interesting to see because Diaz, he's like he's he's like a zombie. He just keeps coming forward, keeps coming forward. Like only one who's knocked him out. Josh Thompson knocked him out, and that was uh, I think Josh uh, Thompson. Yeah, Josh Thompson. on him. Yeah, um, his brother Nick just um, threw in the towel. Yeah. those two yeah. are like this. Yeah, God, they very are. close. Um, so yeah, um, good. What else, what else was I going to say about the UFC 264? Yeah, so so it's like one bit leads to another. So after after that, 
after that UFC 264, I mean, it's kind of like a silly question. About, do you think that the fourth fight... Do you think a fourth fight is on the cards? Yes, I, just I do. Asked I do. I do think it is. I think if Conor wants it, he'll get it. And Dana said straight after a fight can't end like that. So of course, because the, then you're not. I I understand why Dana White would say that because hey, Dana White can be the middleman making a lot, making a lot of money. So of course he's gonna he's yeah. gonna be more than happy to, even if he says it through tears, through um, smiles, whatever. He's gonna be more than happy to say yes. Uh, and I get that. I get that completely. But after the fourth round, do you think we're going to see a fifth round? Because I saw a meme of these two guys at UFC, is it 500, whatever it is, and now they're old, like yeah. they're looking at their 50s or 60s. And that's, that's to sound funny. Like, I get that. But um, I can see kind of the logic behind it because I keep fighting this person, I keep fighting that person. If you lose, you can know you'll do it again. So like you said before, one of them has to have that one win or that power over the other person so that one of them actually just has had enough, basically. But as they're fighting and fighting, they um each person making a lot of money because they but by you know, as they're fighting and fighting, they, their name power is getting higher and higher and bigger and bigger. I don't want to see it though. I don't know, people will though. Everyone will want to watch McGregor, but I it doesn't interest me. I think he was getting beaten in that fight. Not to say he couldn't have come out and won the second round. It's unlikely, but he could have. But I don't really want to see. I want to see Connor maybe fight someone else before he goes back for Dustin. David, I can understand that uh, the fight can't finish that way. But how can you merely stand on your leg and your le- just the lower half of your lower leg just more or less collapses like that? What mean it must mean. The fact that your leg couldn't bear the, couldn't bear your weight, your own body weight. How could that happen? I mean, does it mean your bones are rotting on the inside? What's going on? They're saying he had a pre-existing injury, um, but like there's so many things coming out. He had this. He's that right. He's in his ankles. He's he's that. Was it just a freak thing that happened? What did it happen during the fight? I think people are pointing out there's a couple of checks or where he hit the knee or he hit the elbow where it could have softened up and then when he missed that or coming back, he just, it was awkward and it went. It, because it was freaky though. That's what I'm saying because if you just look at it, it just looks like you're just merely just guessing back up or recovering, reasserting and repositioning yourself and then you're getting ready to go on the offensive again. Then suddenly your leg just gives way like that. It's like, God, what the hell's going on? I mean, you're gone. Yeah. No, no. I was just, it's, it was a strange way to end that. But I don't know. It was strange because I didn't realize in real time watching it, I didn't realize that it happened. I thought he just got dropped with a punch and then he covered up and I went, what What just happened there? And then when obviously I, I, it, like the round ended and you could see it and then you're just like, oh, that's why he, he just went down and covered up. But I, I, I don't know how it happened, but. It happened. It shouldn't end like that, but you could. Uh, I don't well, know, I don't think UFC two fifty seven. Their second bout. Okay, that probably ended. Ended the way a fight should end with a you know a knockout. Yeah, he lost that fight. Now, in this case, for this fight, I you know some of my friends I talked to talked to a lot about mixed martial arts, and I I don't know if it was you or someone else I talked to about the sport, but someone said that the fight more or less. I mean. No, not more or less, but in their own opinion, they said they would prefer to no contest because of the way his leg broke and the way the fight had to be stopped. I think, I'm not sure what the ruling is or it should be on that. I know people are saying it should be no contest, but I think when it happened to Silva, I don't think it was no contest. Whiteman obviously won the belt. And I think if they looked and say he'd done damage to the leg during the fight, then obviously not that was part of his game plan, but it was a part of the fight that then caused that injury. So therefore he is the winner. But there will be a fourth. A hundred percent there's gonna be a fourth. No, no, I get that. okay, fine. There's gonna be a fourth fight because I can see now there's clearly there's a score to be settled. And that 
that just adds to the hype of the fight. And we love that. Yeah. What if what oh, if Connor no, go, no go on. So I keep interrupting. No, no, sorry. Go. No, no, you go on, you go on, you go on, right. UFC 178, he looks, you know, he won, he looks really cocky in the cage as well. I, mean, I went back and looked at the fight at least several times. I rewatched that fight from 2014. And he was quite really cocky, he was kind of making his gestures look at um Dustin, just trying to, you know, piss Dustin off. I saying, what's this stuff? What's this you're doing with your legs? And the, the, what do you call this fighting and stuff? He won that fight. UFC 257. He lost that fight and quite in, in an embarrassing way because everybody's making, everyone's just saying, this guy, I mean, what's going on? You're not the same person you were all those years ago. I mean, what's going on, Connor? You didn't do what you're what you supposed to do when he walked in that cage. You lost. You were supposed to win, you know? The third time now, UFC 264. You still lost, Connor. What if the same thing happens again in the next bout for the fourth well, time? Then, then the score is definitely settled because Connor sees it as 1 1 still, I would say. So if Dustin beats him, then it's in his head, it should be 2 1. Um, and then if that happens, I don't know where you go from there. You've got Nate, Nate Diaz trilogy, but I don't think it'd be smart for him to fight him straight away. Again, for Conor McGregor to fight Dustin. No, no, of course I, I, I get so. that. He used to go away. He used to go away with his team, with Coach Kavanaugh and the rest of his of his friends and his teammates, and uh, just go back to the drawing board and just you know see what they have to do. Because a lot of people are saying that maybe this guy needs to retire. Maybe the spark for fighting has lost it. Um, he's kind of, you know, in the UFC two fifty seven, he's trying to show off how much of a boxer he is. You know. Stuff like that. People say maybe he needs to retire. Uh, that just I was just surprised at the reaction from the community. A lot of people just so much negativity just because of this one loss. I was like, wow. I mean, I understand he lost the fight, but okay, fine. He just that was just one loss. Of it's, he's overall he's won more fights than he's lost. And then look who he's lost. Dustin twice. Obviously, if you want to disagree, the, the last one you can. Khabib. Like he's twenty nine and all, it's not as if he's losing against nobodies. I just don't think he's at the elite level anymore. I think he took too much time away from the sport, and people caught up on him. Like if you watch the Eddie Alvarez fight, that's probably one of the best performances by him when he won the the lightweight belt. Um, but he, the spark could be gone. Like he's that much money. Why? Why? Why does he want to fight? Like? Well. You have a lot of money, and but I mean, from what I can see, like he's he's that fighter that, from what I can see, um, he you know he's one of those guys that, and he did this last year when the pandemics really started. He said that he's retired. I remember him. I remember him. Was it at the just towards begin beginning of summer? I remember seeing YouTube videos of the thumbnail saying he's retired. This that he's done this and that, and a few weeks later. He says, I want, he's not making noise about, he basically wants to fight again. I was thinking, but you just said you retired. You've done this before. You say you're retired and then suddenly, all of a sudden, you, you start screaming and shouting about, just, you're not even saying that you want, that you're coming back to fight, but you just automatically just say, you want this fight with this person or that person, you know, and it's like, make up your mind, what do you want to do? I think it's a power play. Because he's done it three times now, I think, two or three times. That when he doesn't get it his way, he goes, right, I'm retired, see you later. And then they come back to the table and figure something out. I think it's power play. Because he knows how much, how many viewers he brings in, how much money he brings in. So I, th- I think it could be a power play when he does that. God, I, I, I hate when people do that, just mess with your heads. Like, okay, fine, you're retired, go and, go and enjoy your success and your millions all the business ventures that you now set up and that, that you're involved in that is now making money for you and for your children. Um, excuse me. So, um, you know, I hate when people do, they just make up your mind. But I think uh, at the same time, well, at the same time, I'm sure he enjoys the hype. Yeah, I think it's just to keep his name in everyone's mouth. Yeah, no, of course. Because I heard in this sport, you've got to not like do it do it severely or excessively, but you've got to keep yourself relevant in the headlines or so. 
yeah, so when he's not fighting and he's out for long periods of time, he says something. And then as soon as he says something, it just goes viral and spirals and people talk about it for two or three weeks when nothing's really happened. Mm, yeah, no, I know. With him, he's got he's got that power. He's earned that privilege. I, I can I see I can see that. See why he does that. He can get away with it. Yeah, and I'm not hating. You're not hating. I don't I'm, like no, them. I'm not hating. I mean, if you've kind of done what you need to do to build yourself up in the sport, particular activity, then yeah, I I can understand how you can get away with doing certain things that other people who are doing the same sort of thing you're doing can't really get away with. I get that. And he gets let away with a lot. So, um, but he brings in the eyes. He brings in the money. So. He's got a little bit more leeway than most of the fighters. No, no, he's Dana White's golden boy. He's a UFC's golden boy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. God. Out of all the big, the top, top names in the organization, George St. Pierre, Khabib, this guy, $130 million. Probably even more by now. Oh, yeah, he will be. Worth more. Um, go on, go on. No, no, no. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, I'm still thinking about, you know, if he does lose the fourth round, I mean, I also, I, I haven't forgotten what he said in the cage after he lost. Just, he was sitting that. In the last fight, yeah. Sorry. No, no, not UFC 257, UFC 264. With a broken leg, just sat there next to Joe Rogan while he's in, being interviewed by Joe Rogan, the microphone's in his face, and as um, Poirier just walking out, still has to say something, which, of course, you know, I take it that he's just trying to save face. That's why he's saying what he's saying, saying, oh, your wife's in my DMs, and uh, this and over, this and the blah, 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 blah. He actually made a gesture with his hand, so he's going to sh- kill his family. <laughs> to, to Dustin. Wow, the the guy really is. Um, God, it's just he's something else sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think that was a bit, bit much. I don't think they should have interviewed him though. I really don't think they should have interviewed him after breaking your leg. But he wanted. He was speaking anyways. Those gun gestures and what he said. He said he was going to kill them in in their sleep and stuff. Is is too much. I think. There's fight promotion and trash talk, and then there's the stuff you don't bring into it. And I think that's you don't bring that into it. I think you leave the families, mm-hmm. the religion, politics, you leave that out. Yeah. Like it was a bit too far, I thought. And Dustin handled it well, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're not the only one that um, has that opinion. I think some other fighters, although I mean, fine. Ronda Rousey actually said on Twitter that um, she was impressed how immediately, just mere seconds after this fight ended, already he's selling the next fight, more or less. She was actually impressed that he had the, the balls, the bottle to actually say what he said. Fine, granted, he was went overboard, but what he's saying, of course, sells the next fight. It gives you the um, impression that, you know, already builds up the hype, that there's something else along the lines and uh, there's going to be another fight that... Um, this isn't over, basically, and getting mixed up there. But um, yeah, like you said, um, he really shouldn't have. Um, he should, should have kept all that stuff out of it. But as regards regards to the interview, um, some people do agree with you that um, it was wrong for Joe Rogan and for the production team to interview him there and then after losing and having that injury to his leg. It really wasn't the best time. They should have done it probably after maybe a day day later or so after he's had surgery and uh, now recovering that would, would have been the best time to interview the guy yeah it would be like imagine breaking your leg frustration after training for this fight for so long and then it, he was probably full of adrenaline I think Ronda is right I think he did want to set up the next fight straight away I think that was was part of the game plan um, but you can imagine how frustrated he was with how it ended all the time and effort you put in and then no. that happens so 
it could have been just a frustration. Like I said, I don't think they should have interviewed him. But Joe Rogan has a habit of doing that after he said he'd never interview anyone again after they've been knocked out, and then he continues to do it. So Joe Rogan's one of I those just, people that is like he's a troll in disguise. Kind of like he said he how should I say he kind of like likes bad situations, but it isn't obvious at first. <laughs> you put so. it that way. It's, he's kind of like Darren Till, but again, Darren Till make it obvious to you that yes, he likes awkward things and bad and bad situations. But Joe Rogan's kind of like I do like that as well. But you're not gonna f- know it now, but you're gonna know probably when you least expect it. I don't know. I think I, uh, I don't know. Joe Joe Rogan's a hard one to judge, but because he says one thing sometimes and he does another. Um, but I think the I think Dana and I think everyone would have wanted him to get the interview that night. Of course, no, of course. Yeah, no, definitely. Unfortunately, even as human beings, <laughs> not to sound weird and everything, but you know, yeah, everybody would just want would have wanted to know just how you feel. The the guy that talks himself up is rude, offensive, runs his mouth, and you know, stuff like that. Just when you're getting a taste of your own medicine at the extreme ends. Yeah. How does it feel? How does it feel? You know, and I get that. Um, Nick Diaz too, and Robbie Lawler. No, 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 I say Nick Diaz. You know, Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz rematch, basically what it is. From seventeen years ago, two thousand four, which is two thousand four. Yeah, seventeen years ago. You're right. You're right. Um. I don't know how excited I am for it. Nick hasn't fought in five, six years. He hasn't had a win in 10. And does he still have it in him? Does he want to fight? Obviously, he he thinks he wants to fight, but will he still have that fire that he had that long away from the cage? Is that going to be... I know people say sometimes it doesn't... You don't suffer from ring rust, but... The sport evolves, and especially now, it's so much more technical than it was through the years. Like he's just—he's kind of like Nate, though. You might not put him down, um, but I think it was a good choice with Robbie because Robbie is—he's weathered. He's had a lot of wars, so I think it was like rather than give him someone up and coming, someone young, someone hungry, give him someone, and then it would people do have interest because it's three match. Yeah. Like there's unfinished business. Yeah, exactly. And but Nick won the first one, so we'll see if Robbie can get the second one back, and then there might be a trilogy. Thing is, I'm not sure if it means anything. Um, Robbie Lawler, if I'm not mistaken, has lost his past three or four fights in the UFC. Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. One was Ben Askren, though. Which... Yeah, I, saw, I, I watched that fight and I think at the beginning it looks like Ben Askren was taking a, a, some serious abuse from Lola in, in terms of getting punched in the head, the face, every while he had him on the ground. And then towards the end, I think uh, Askren just changed the whole thing and just managed to get a submission. Yeah, there was controversy about around that though because he pulled his hand up nearly straight away after it dropped, after it was called. And he said he wasn't out. So he has, like I said, he has, he's lost, I think, three. Is it three in a row? Might Looking at his record right now. So, no, four fights in a row. I mean, you could say five fights in a row because before the last four fights that he lost, the fight he had against Donald Cerrone at UFC 214 in 2017, he won that fight. But the fight before that one, in 2016 against Tyron Woodley, he lost. So I could say maybe his last five fights, he could say. Um, yes, last five hours, six. So it's not a good record going into a fight. But I think that's why Nick is, is a good fight for him. He's been out a while. He's not going to be someone who's up and coming or... Is, he. he someone who's been out for a while so it might be a bit more favorable than someone who's active all the time i think 
No, I, I, I get that. And could I make this point? Could I say this? Okay, let me say it and I may get bashed by people, whatever, but this is my own opinion. I mean, they fought each other before. It was a long while ago now, but surely despite wh- whoever lost or won that fight, they would have at least had a good taste of what the other person's fighting style is like. So they know kind of what to expect to a degree. Yeah, they would. Nick is always going to be the same. He he likes to punch, but he's he's black, but he's good, really good on the ground. Robbie likes to have wars, so I think it'll be more of a stand-up fight. Um, they will know each other. It is from years ago, and they're two like seventeen years ago. I I'm not actually sure the ages on the two of them, but no, I think Lawless thirty-nine. Diaz is Nick Diaz. He's two years older than his brother. He's soon going to turn 38. I think his birthday is going to be on, is on the 2nd of August. Okay, so we'll be Lord's 39. So they're about the same age. Yeah, that's one thing. Is there really going to be much? There is Nick. There's always interest with Nick is. I don't think it's going to be... Like in 17 years, a lot, of, a lot would have changed. They're, they're yeah, older. Definitely. They're not going to be as fast. So... And it's five rounds as well, non-title fight again. Nate had one with Leon. I don't know why. why is it going to be a main event rounder. fight? No, it's not main event. It's a non-main event, non-title five-rounder, like Nate versus Leon Edwards. For some reason, I have no idea why. So basically, let me understand this as someone who's I still consider myself to be very much a novice. Um, so if it's a non-title fight, um. Usually, it's, it's not going to be a co-main or main event unless maybe if one of the fighters is a big name in the sport. That'd be five rounds. Nate Diaz was the first one to have the Nate Diaz Leon. That was the first time it's ever happened. Wow. Right. This, okay. So it's the two Diaz brothers getting five rounders. I've no idea why. I thought with Nate it was obviously because he was such because he's such a big star and he wasn't in the main event or doesn't have a title that they gave him that so you'd get five rounds of him if it lasted that long I don't know why they're giving it to Nate though no idea maybe just one of those exceptions that Dana White is letting them have so I mean I'm still learning a lot about this sport so that's what I'm asking you (laughs) no that's what so am I though I'm only watching it though four or five years, I still have a lot of catching up to do as well from, from before. Um, I don't know why it's five rounds, but I don't know. It might go to five rounds. Maybe. I mean, there's. I think the fight is rumoured at the moment, isn't it? Um, no, I think it's signed. I think it's signed. I'll have to double check that. I think it is signed. Let me check it right now. Come on, come on. So I got my tablet here. Nick Diaz versus Bobby Lola. I think it's September. It is, yeah, UFC 266. You were right. Sunday, 5th of September this year. So it is going to happen, yeah. 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 And five rounds. So I think he'll bring in what he'll bring in eyeballs because they love him, even though he hasn't fought for so long. They hit the two days, but they're just they're like cult stars. What is it about the DS brothers that makes them? You know, in any fight that they that they that they that they're competing, I've seen this with Nick, uh, with him um, fighting Leon Edwards and Josh Thompson back in 2013. Even though they lose, they're still going to be they'll still get booze to the other person that beat them. They seem to have this sort of cult following. It's because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think it's just I think people like their personalities and I think 
it's just because they don't care. They're like the anti-establishment. So I think that's what people is because basically Nick and they be like, would tell Dana, like, fuck you. And I think everyone would love to tell their boss, fuck you. And I think that's why uh, why people like them. No, no, I, I get that. And I have to say that I respect people like that because they're honest and realistic and they're real. You know, if they're your friends, they're going to be very loyal to you. If you show the same respect yeah. in return. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Now, if I was to make a prediction about this, if I was to, if I was to put my money on it, I would say the fight would go the same way. Nick would still take the win a second time. I think so too, but I think it might be by decision though. Really? So you don't think it's going to be a knockout? They're going to fight to the bitter end? Or maybe, maybe their chins be weak. I don't know. I just can't see it being, because they're so much older, I can't see them hitting as hard, as fast. And then with Nick being off for so long, does he need to get back into a groove? Robbie's on the skid that he's on. It might not be the fight everyone expects. It could be, but it might not be. I think there's so many years to ring rust. It just won't, it won't. I don't think it's going to be the fight everyone thinks it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. I can understand, understand that. Because each one has got, I mean, Lola has got what, five fights that he's lost. So and uh, what Diaz has been away from the fight for a long, long while from the sport from a long while. Excuse me. So each person's coming with their big disadvantages and big obstacles that they've got to get over. But, yeah, uh, see, that's twice. It's perfect for them to fight each other. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was the right fight to make. But let's wait and see what happens. I mean, the fight's been signed and confirmed. Let's. I hope, fingers crossed, nothing, as in I hope neither one of them gets sick with the COVID virus or one of them has to pull out. Or the, and I just hope the fight doesn't get scrapped or pulled for any reason. Me too. I don't, ideas don't really pull out fights, though. Very rarely. Nate got the last one postponed for a month, but they don't really pull out no matter what. But like instead of COVID or something happens, obviously that's, you have to. But I can't see it being scrapped. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, now that I've said that, I probably will be scrapped. <laughs> I probably just jinxed it. Uh, um, I think I've covered everything that I want to talk about. How about yourself? Um, the Anderson Silver. Um, Logan yes, Paul. yes, yes. Sorry, I nearly forgot about that. Yes, yes. The the two people, especially one of them, that like just cannot stand Jake Paul. I nearly forgot about that. No, it's, oh yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't like Jake, but Logan's not as bad. L- Logan Paul seems okay, but he still has that immature tendency um to him as well. Um, but I mean, they're brothers, so whatever the other one does, the other one's going to defend his brother to the core. Yeah, true. How do you feel about the fight if it does, if it was to happen? Okay, for me, Anderson Silva probably he said before when he left the UFC, and when he basically when he was sacked from the UFC after losing his last fight of the UFC. Um, he went to one championship. It was, it was one championship, wasn't it? Right. Because he went to another promotion. They still turned him down. So he turned oh, to yes, boxing. Yes. And that yes. was one championship. So he turned to boxing. And Because one of yeah. the things he said is that even though he's been cut from the UFC, he loves fighting. He doesn't want to stop fighting at all. And was his, now he's mid to late 40s. Um, for me... This for Anderson Silva, probably he, yeah, wants to keep on, he wants to stay active. That's great, despite his age. Although, you know, you can't beat father time. Um, but at the same time, of course, I'm sure he wants to be earning still that big salary, you know, that good money for Logan Paul. I think basically just adds to the for him and his brother, just adds to the hype around his name. And just helps build his name within the combat sports world, especially where boxing is concerned. Boxing is concerned. So, but I mean, still, I I want them, especially Jake Paul, to go up against an elite level fighter. I mean, Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather recently in an exhibition fight. But I mean, if that had, was a proper boxing boxing match, despite Floyd Mayweather's age, I mean, 
I think I think Floyd Mayweather would definitely would have won. Yeah, I think so too. Um, with Logan, I don't see they can't really fight anyone elite. Like even in boxing, I know that they're, what they're doing is they're fighting names, but not elite names. They're getting good money. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I think this is a bubble that's going to burst in a year or two. But every fighter starts off low level, low level, low level. If they can't go in against someone, an elite boxer, because they're just going to, like I said, you said before, I think someone's going to get seriously hurt. Um, see, I think this is an opportunity for Anderson to make a bit of money. But I'm also wondering, there was good sales for Logan and Floyd. But who brought that in? Was it more Floyd or was it Logan? Is there going to be as much money for this obviously there's not gonna be as much money but the eyeball is gonna be on it now that logan i think is zero on two in boxing no he was zero on one and then that was an exhibition um i don't know i just want to see anderson get paid mm. yeah. yeah 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 me too me too because i mean i respect anderson silver because he has had a long record for you know, he's a proper um Excuse me, he's a proper combat sports athlete, but still, despite having a license to be uh, a license to represent yourself as a pro- professional boxer, excuse me, well, I still do not regard the Paul brothers as professional boxers. Sorry, until they've actually competed against a proper elite level boxer, that is when I will consider them to be elite. I will consider them to be professional boxers. That that is when I will, you know, eventually take that stance. I think Jake might. I don't think Logan will. I think Logan will just try and get names. And I think Jake might try his hand. At, he won't go elite, but he'll go against professional actual boxers. And then we'll see. But I don't think he's going to go elite start. He's going to go low. Depends on what happens with Tyron Woodley, obviously. But I think Jake wants to make more of a go of it than Logan. So he says, so by his training, I think Logan's just in it. He's big names, big money, cash grab. Whereas I think Jake seems more serious. But it'd be a while before they fight someone elite. Or Jake fights someone elite. Because for me, I mean, okay, I said that I still don't like either one of them, um, especially Jake Paul that much. But I mean, Jake Paul, for me, is the guy that really cares about his image a lot. So, I mean, if this fight with Tyron Woodley, if Tyron Woodley knocks him out and does so in classic KO style, I think maybe, even though there's a rematch clause in the contracts which he demanded, I think it might just, after he'll say, no, I've had enough. I mean, if he gets knocked out in the first, first fight and then has a rematch, gets knocked out again in the second fight, Woodley gets paid it's a big purse twice, twice because the hype will be even more after the first fight after the first match so I mean for Jake Paul it's going to look really really embarrassing and for, he kind of reminds me of the person in school who was like the high school bully and just their image was the only thing they had basically yeah I think so I think it depends on the knockout I think if it's like a decisive taking your head off knockout, I think he might not go back for the second fight. Mm. Um, but if it's competitive, he might. It depends. That's that's when we'll judge. Be able to just see how uh, how serious he is about boxing. If he loses, and then he wants to come back and fight Tyron again. Ah, uh, August 29th. It can't come soon enough. Yeah, so you just want to see him knocked out. I don't like the guy. I don't, I still can't fathom or get my head around how he just burst onto the combat sports scene just especially boxing just like that and then he goes around just disrespecting all as many athletes as possible just disrespecting the MMA um, athletes when they don't get paid well enough in the biggest mixed martial arts promotion in the world so he just entices them to come over to my sport whereby he knows they can only use their fists really they can't use every other skill they have in their arsenal you know um punches, takedowns. They, they can't do that in boxing. In boxing, you, got, you have to be really smart with your feet and your fists, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think he's picked them well, that's why. But Tyron's going to be a different story. He he can knock you out. And he's trained with Floyd. Um, but he just burst on. He just is, is his name value. He pissed people off to a point yes. where they want to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. 
and then everybody wants these people to beat the shit out of him. So everyone's going to watch to see and if this overall, person is actually... he's going to have his supporters and haters then combined. It just sells pay-per-views. He knows what he's doing. I, I've, yeah. I This is one of the first times I was saying and he knows exactly what he is doing. It's My what God. Floyd Mayweather done for years. Pardon? It's what Floyd done for years. It's what Floyd Mayweather done for years. People wanted to see him get beaten so badly that they tuned in or they loved him. Same with Conor McGregor as well. People love him or they hate him. There's no in-between. There's no... People are like, yes or no. Like, I want him to win or I want him to get knocked out. So he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, let's, let's, let's wait and see what happens. I mean, Tyron Woodley is... Um, I like him, you know. He doesn't run his mouth, doesn't shoot his mouth. Unless, of course, unless if the other person has asked for it, then, you know, they get what's coming to them. But in this case, I really hope that Jake Paul gets what's coming to him. But let's just wait and see what happens. The last few polls that I put on my Instagram, I don't know if you saw my stories, and I had just the picture of the promotion. I put a poll asking who's going to win. Some people actually said Jake Paul's going to win. Jake Paul, yeah, has some size. He has some size and some height over our time, Woodley, but does he have the sorts of skills and even you know, experience in combat sports that Tyron Woodley has? Not not professionally, but like like you even said a few minutes ago, Tyron can't use all all the arsenal that he has, all yeah. the skills that he has. So and like I said with boxing, it's kind of it's t- not tunnel vision, but it's it's very one sided. Um, yeah. It's very one sided. So I don't know. It's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a hard one to see. But like you said, I think it might be more competitive than people think. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, David, I think we should wrap it up here. Um, next time, I need to make more of an effort in <laughs> getting my points done properly, setting the Zoom up um, properly. God, I can't believe I wasted 20 minutes of the time just just turning on yeah. my sound at my end, God. Um, should we do this again? Yes, we will. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, hopefully the next episode will be um, much more, let's say, scheduled on time. And, uh, yeah, uh, please tune in for the next episode. All right? Perfect. Thank All you right. very much. See I'll ya. talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.